This is CliffCentral.com. So the army has taken over again. According to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, there is an outbreak of the full army worm. So all farmers across the sub-Saharan and Zimbabwe are encouraged to take all special precautions to make sure that their crops do not get wiped away by this deadly army worm. It's the Gilmore T vibe on Cliff Central. The handles are at Gilmore T double E and at CliffCentral.com. The hashtag is GT double E vibe. Let's talk Zimbabwe. This past week in politics, some presenter on local radio when announcing something to do with the president says his excellence RG and then went on to say ED Mnangagwa. So on the 24th of November, Emerson Dambuzo Mnangagwa was sworn in in Harare as a new president of Zimbabwe, marking the end of the 37 years era of Robert Mugabe. The questions are, are we going to get used to not automatically thinking about Robert Mugabe each time uh, someone has to talk about the president? Because someone made a joke on social media saying that um, their grandmother was asking, uh, so who's this new Mugabe who's just gone into uh, the president position. So everybody thinks when you talk about the president is Robert Mugabe automatically in their heads. What sort of president is uh, Emerson Mnangagwa getting us up for? Because this guy is a crocodile. Like, he's actually the crocodile of all crocodiles. Appointment the new president dissolved the existing cabinet, only appointing Simbarashi Mumbengegui as the acting minister of foreign affairs, and also appointing Patrick Chinamasa as acting minister of finance and economic planning. And he's still actually the on the new cabinet that was just reinstated this early morning, right? So yeah, uh, basically he's now back as the finance minister. He was the finance minister before, before yeah, uh-huh. and then got reshuffled. Uh, into to being minister of the WhatsApp group uh, of Zimbabwe, of the, the WhatsApp group of, of Zimbabwe, the Republic of Zimbabwe, <laughs> and now he's big as finance minister. But he's the same guy who brought, who brought us the bonds. Notes. He's the guy who brought us the bond notes and a lot of these reforms. He brought us the bank queues. He took forex away from us. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's the one who put limits, the bank limits. Now that people getting twenty dollars a day or things like that. Uh, yeah, and I he's mean, back to the same position. So I, I wonder what he actually has in store for us again. Yeah, I suppose more bank queues, more oh. bond notes because there was a patch that was supposed to re- be released before he was reshuffled. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what we should gear up for: more bond notes, more queues. Now we need to be sleeping at banks just to get some money. Just to get some money, you know. It was first all people sleeping at banks, but now everybody, the everybody young, is, yeah. you know, the kindergarten going, crash going children. So, I, I mean, with the new appointment, I guess he has to up his game or has to prove us wrong, per se, as uh, citizens of the country. I, I mean, if the, the, the government uh, or the new cabinet is going to take the stance which uh, the president is looking to take. See, this is the guy who at his own inauguration went personally to survey the National Sports Stadium. Yes. You know, while people were setting up, you saw pictures of him walking at the National Sports Stadium while people are setting up, looking around, seeing that everything's going. Wow. He's copy-paste onto the entire cabinet. That would work for us. I mean, that would definitely... You know, 
prove efficient. I mean, the government would prove very efficient and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. But you know, most of these guys who've been put back in positions have got a bad track record. No, they do, they do. And most, like a lot of people are complaining about the old age of the people because the minister of youth is like sixty-seven years old. No, but now with the with this. Uh, Military and uh, new government taking over. We're supposed to understand that they they were protecting the old guard, All putting right. the old guard back in place, and removing any new person. So we should expect things like that. The minister of youth to be sixty-seven. You know, the ministry. Ah, I mean, everybody is going to be those old people who were there, who were already old in 1980. <laughs> and they're even older in 2017. So, I mean, late last night, Thursday, they announced um, the new cabinet with 22 cabinet ministers, 11 ministers of state for provinces, and 6 deputy ministers, meaning in total we have about 39 mm-hmm. individuals. How, what does that do to our budget as a nation? No, uh, I was hoping we would have uh, 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 less ministries. Like they did mention uh, matching some of these ministries. Mm-hmm. Like the Minister of Education, Higher Tertiary, Primary, they could be under one ministry. Just Minister the Minister of Education. Of education. education. Yeah, even the scholarship like, one. Yes, Minister of Education. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, and uh, uh, like that. You know, but now, from the way it looks, I mean. Maybe also resource-wise, there is a lot of resource to be managed in Zimbabwe. That's another thought that's occurring to me. Maybe, as compared to other countries, there is a lot of resource to be managed in Zimbabwe. Really? But we are such a small country. Look at South Africa, for example. There is only how many? 12 ministries? I think there is 12. I received a paper... uh, uh, which looked like it's a South African. Which looked like it's a South African. Yeah, I mean the paper looked South African. <laughs> <laughs> that's a broken English. <laughs> uh, shade, shade. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not nice. To say. With Wanang writing books, mm, I mean, yeah, and the pininging. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, I mean because there was something based on the telecom model and all that. Although I think in South Africa is their Ministry of Art. Because that paper did not have a Ministry of Art, mm. you know, but they, it looked like, I mean, a, a paper listing the ministries in South Africa, and there was 12 of them. Mm. You no, know, not even 12 ministries, because the first two are the office of the president and the office of So the it means president. maybe about 10 or so? Maybe about 10. So why, why do we have almost like 22 going to 39? Like, what's that about? Looking at our, the size of our country, and our affairs are not that much, you know. Like, like I'm saying, maybe because we've got a lot of resources to manage and considering that Zimbabwe is a developing country. So we need that. We still need maybe somewhere five or so years down the line, if we develop in the right direction, mm. a lot can be cut down then to say, okay, we've done all this. We've done all this. We've done all that. We're now stable. So let us cut down and just monitor these things as they function on their own. So maybe we should also just give them the benefit of the doubt and see what they will actually do uh, before we start judging them and stripping them. Yes, uh, which is what we are doing from already allowing Amazon Nangakwa. You know, not that we really had a choice, but we <laughs> like to think we allowed. We, allowed. we never had a choice. We didn't have a choice, but we allowed him to, you know, 
president. So le- let's give them the benefit. Let's give them the chance. But you know, the, the new president is really serious about making sure that we move uh, towards a good direction because he actually gave a three months ultimatum to people that looted funds uh, to bring that money back. Uh, and he mentioned all the people uh, sometime this this week. Um, I don't know if it's something that's going to happen because I mean, if he wants to fix corruption, there's a lot of that right now with even the new cabinet that has been put. Uh, so I mean, where does it leave us as a nation? Also, I, I think the first step to fixing corruption was getting the police off the roads. Mm-hmm. That was the first and major step because you know, yes, I I, I understand. And I don't agree, and I think we should root it out. Corruption mm-hmm. in high levels. Yes, yes. But corruption is even more sickening when us ordinary people are taking part in it on a daily basis, With the whether police. or not you have a choice. You don't. Have, you don't want. You you, you don't. You don't want to have to be a part of a corrupt system. Yeah, yeah. No, but no. you already know. I, I remember when I I was trying to find a, a place for my daughter to get into a new school because we moved to a new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will not mention names, but I should be mentioning names. <laughs> I can mention I, the I name if you want. A, a ministry, <laughs> a ministry of education office because the schools in my zone wouldn't give me a place. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, no, come with your papers, add that other page. You know, they think that other page. Other page. You know, and I'm like, what is that other page? They're like, no, you just add $50 to your papers and, and point happen. out the school that you want and we'll mm. give you a space there. This is a Ministry of Education office. So then, so we actually need to eradicate that on the lower levels and moving upwards. Way, you know, because yeah. as people, that is where corruption gets more sickening when we, I accept that, you know what, I go to Gilmore's job mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm, him to mm-hmm, do his mm-hmm. job, I have to grease his hands. Yeah, but it has come, it, it has become such a norm because everywhere you go, even when you want to get a driver's license, you're going to have to pay 150 US dollars to 300 US dollars. Whether or not you pass. Whether you, exactly. And then even if you're doing a simple provisional, like just a paper, you have to pay someone just to pass. You have to pay so someone. So we are in a terrible space. Very, very terrible space. And I'm hoping this new drive to uproot corruption uh, I mean, begins immediately. And yes, I, I upload the police every day. Police were now fundraising. They were being paid by ordinary citizens. Mm. You know, they stop you there. You're driving in your car and they are harassing you, delaying you and yeah, having yeah, to make you yeah, pay. They're yeah. collecting from taxis. They're, I mean, they know everywhere, everywhere, every aspect of society. So yeah, kudos to the new president and all the best with the year. Uh, actually, not even the year, with a few months of you being the president. Maybe you might be reinstated in uh, March 2018. We never know. Yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be an exciting time. I'm waiting to see what happens then. <laughs> Exciting times we're living here in Zimbabwe. I can't just wait for the movie Zimbabwe to actually premiere on all cinemas across the world. But uh, we'll come back to politics a little bit Is later. Is there actually a movie? There's no movie. There's no movie. Enjoy, so I think it was an online joke. <laughs> you know, but then we should actually have a movie about Zimbabwe because we're living in exciting times yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So much is happening. But um, talking about politics, we'll come back to it a little bit later. But let's jump straight into the entertainment this past week. So many artists actually performed at the inaugural ceremony of President Emerson Mnangagwa and amongst them, amongst them was obviously Jar Prazer. He's always performing. Oh, yes. And he's <laughs> the ambassador of the army. He's the ambassador of Zimbabwe. No, 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 not Zimbabwe. 
with that sound he can't be the ambassador of Zimbabwe. No, no. <laughs> it's too bad. Uh the ZCC Mbugo, they also performed and Blowers Jay's Maravin was um also one of the guys that performed. But he was booed off stage, you know, and uh, during his performance and people started throwing cans and uh bottles and telling him to get off stage because apparently some people were saying that they could not understand uh what he was saying, so they wanted him off stage. So he took on um he took this to Facebook and he posted something saying yesterday the twenty fourth of November twenty seventeen I had seventeen. Seventeen isn't mm-hmm. I had the privilege and honor to have been invited as one of the musicians that provided entertainment to the nation of Zimbabwe at the presidential inauguration of the new president of the new Zimbabwe, His Excellence Comrade Emerson D. Mnangagwa. As we began to sing our Ndebele songs that the organizers of the event invited us knowingly that we sing such songs, part of the multitudes began to get call us, um, at us, asizwa, ah, atinzu Ndebele, Atinzu Ndebele, meaning we do not understand Isindebele language. This then led to cans and plastic bottles amongst other things being thrown at myself and the Gozigu, ah, was a band mm-hmm. upon noticing that my band members were being hit at and that the organizers were not addressing the crowds and bringing order. What does this mean to the people of other tribes who are Zimbabweans? What does it mean? Well, uh, just a thing. I think okay, that's Jay's man. I mean, that was not me oh, speaking, that was Jay. Oh, that was so we're quoting. <laughs> he was oh, asking yes. a question, and I'm also gonna. Ask the same question. Yeah, uh, we, we, we've had this problem in Zimbabwe on in an institutional level and on a social level as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember some time ago we recorded a compilation of hip hop, R&B, and you know, dancehall, quite on music. It was a very amazing, you know, project from Blawayo. Yeah. And when we took it to ZPC, they told us, Ah, you guys are from Blawayo, go and sing quite on music. Mm-hmm. Quite on music is not even originally from, from Blauai or from Blauai the south side or from Zimbabwe mm. it's a south african genre mm. which uh, was amazing in its you know original form yes. but the fact that already because you speak Ndebele you're being relegated to having to go and this was uh, back then ZPC it was early 2000s you know yeah. institutionally you're tribalist and then you get this thing where you go to shows as an artist and suddenly because you do not represent a particular culture that the people in that geographical space are in they won't give you an ear yeah no one's willing to to give your your culture an ear i mean artist cultures mm, music it is it is cultures it's me practicing my culture so i'm just sharing with you my culture exactly. through my music exactly so then do you think this is the reason why many artists from Bulawayo are actually uh, making it outside uh, the country instead of in the country because you find that most of them they are not even played there's no airplay of the artists here but then they are selling in New York in uh, Japan in Australia they are making waves instead of here in Zimbabwe I mean as close as South Africa as close as Botswana you've got countries other countries that are more open uh, you know, to experiencing new cultures, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regardless of what their culture is, they are more open to saying, "Okay, this is beautiful, mm-hmm, this is amazing." Mm-hmm. They know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then you come into Zim, and you've got this superior. Jay's mentions it. 
We yeah. are the superior. The, the, yes, the, you've got the superior and the not so superior, mm. I suppose. That's how but is it, it is. not every, is it not everywhere? Like, I, I, I guess if everyone is on the same level, how does it work? Because in every country, every country has its own problems, I guess. Every and it's the same, I problem. think maybe tribal groups and ethnic groups is the same thing across but the world. But now it doesn't occur in many countries on an institutional level. Okay, it's you know, if it's, if it's a president inauguration and something that, like that happens to an, an artist, an official of the government gets on the microphone and mm. speaks to people. But nobody did that. Nobody did that. The band leader had to take matters into his own hands. Mm. Mm. And everybody's sitting there grinning like they had some Puppet display show, you know, you, something like that. Eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Eating ice. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> yeah, that has to be one of the most dangerous things you can do at a political gathering. There was a guy who was actually selling ice cream at that political gathering. At that inauguration, there's a guy who was proud of by. the officials. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, back to this to this issue. I feel this is the first thing that the new cabinet and the new government should address because we are still suffering. From issues of, uh, you know, the ethnic groups, the tribal groups. Just, you know, the whole thing that you are in Tebele, you are Shona, you are Tonga, you are Ndao, that thing is still a big issue in Zimbabwe. Racism, maybe, but tribalism is high in Zimbabwe. I mean, tribalism, according to my perspective, is only an institution, a wing of racism, mm. right? That's where it occurs. So everything is terrible on that level. And yes, you, you've got uh, a lot of tribes that continue to suffer under mm, mm, mm. other tribes yeah because they are not you you still have the ndebele fighting for a space yes and the ndebele are supposed to be the number two majority after the shona yes you see you were not yet speaking of the kalanga of the Kosa, we were not they are all now coming Kuba, under us yes they are all now you know hiding under that but they also need their own voice their own space even amongst the shona themselves You've got other others, you know, the Karanga pointing at mm, the Zuru. Mm, mm. They're like, no, we're not the same. You know, that kind of thing. So everybody needs their own voice. Everybody needs a platform yeah. to express their own voice, their own culture. But the National Broadcasting Corporation has tried to actually just incorporate everyone because you find that there's different, like on a certain day, there's news in, in Fenda, there's news in Isindebele, there's news in Isishona, there's news in different languages, in Dao, Sutu, Kosa. So I, I think maybe that's a good step ahead to say. Yes. Because they started off with this, you're from Blago, Sing Kwaito. Yes. So they are trying to fix it maybe by incorporating other people. Which is, you know, uh, uh, I mean, a good move on their part, but I think you should try send even into schools yes yes you yes. know schools should you know the ministry of education should really reconsider teaching the ministries only of education the ministries of education especially <laughs> primary education to begin with mm. you know consider introducing other languages you know you learn if you're in the southern part of the country it's english and develop yes the northern part of the country is english, english and Shona. but that's not it so let's consider adding another language at least someone picks a third language mm. to learn you not french learn, or portuguese no, but our local no, language Kosa, you know sutu kalanga donga mm. you know all, all these other different languages uh, uh, put them in there allow people in both the north and south mm-hmm. to learn 
you know, as part of the curriculum because it's, it's, it's really amazing that, yeah, yeah, you fine. know, English is a must. It's more important. We understand it's become it's an official language, but SI, but you got other countries that really don't give a hoot about learning English. <laughs> Talk about going to West Africa or in Senegal. Yeah, you, know, you get there and your English becomes nothing. Yeah, well, they've got their own issues with French, French right? exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. You, you, you want to be a country that values its own languages mm. over any other. Mm. So you, you, I mean, you, you go to Far East Asia. Yes. And those countries learn their own languages. And you very few need, speak English. Very few speak English or French or whatsoever. They've got their own native languages and they still excel internationally. Yeah, they do. They do and they're doing very well for themselves. Very well. Right, and I mean, the funny comments that came from Facebook was that um, possibly someone was like, well, I mean, we've been listening to Mafiki Zolo from South Africa, and we danced to them. Possibly we're not that good. Maybe your performance was not actually that good. That's why people were throwing stuff at you. Yeah, I mean, people can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the liberty to say that, but I, I think that's an ignorant perspective. Yeah, it is, it is. It's a very ignorant perspective, considering... One, when you're now on social media, you are, you are not there. This is why you're saying maybe your, mm. your, your, your performance was not that good. I mean, for an artist to perform on a national level, it a presidential inauguration, it means they, they, their performance has been proven. Jay's is not one of those, I'm trying my luck artists. No, he knows his thing. Jay's has made his mark as a musician. Yeah. yeah. As a performer. You know, he's made his mark, not just nationally, internationally. But internationally. But it, I mean, as Zimbabweans, we have a culture of embracing things from outside. So this exactly shows what we, we spoke about some time back where we said we like embracing people. When, uh, those three players that came in to play for the Warriors because they come from the UK, automatically they became, they became the gold of the Warriors. Exactly. So it's the same thing because it's my figures or we embrace. Yes. It's Nicki Minaj, we embrace. But yes. if it's our own, we do not embrace and we need to start Unfortunately. there. Unfortunately. We need to start there. Unfortunately. We, we, we really need to change our mindset. Yeah. 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 We need a huge shift. So maybe the new government should come with a new mindset mm-hmm. <laughs> to the citizens. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> like mean, some sort of activity to just change our mindset. They should, in, they should, in, since there's already a lot of ministries, they should insert one that <laughs> ministry of changing mindsets mindset. and, you know, uh, psychological directions or something. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be too many ministries. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right ahead in society, this flags Evans Mawarire walked out of the High Court, a free man. His charges of uh, subverting a constitutional government and committing public violence were all dropped at the High Court in Harare. I wonder what other movements he will actually come up with. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. First and foremost, I'd like to applaud the High Court for dropping this out because this was a violation on somebody's right. Yes. Constitutional right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, wh- whatever, even I think he should go back. So they were not subverting the. He was actually not subverting the constitutional government. They were subverting his constitutional right. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> so it was the opposite. It was the opposite. <laughs> they should have been in court. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who. I mean, because maybe the former president Robert Mugabe is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why all these things just. Uh, or just dying I guess maybe that's what's going to happen to almost everybody who has been charged exactly okay, okay. Yeah, exactly because now constitutionally even at every right mm-hmm. it, this sort of like reminds me of the Owen Masego court case where mm-hmm. as an artist he had every right to 
detained or write what you so wanted to. So might they actually drop his charges also? It, well, always the charges were dropped. Oh, they were dropped? A long time. Well, oh, okay. not really dropped. The, the case just fizzled into nothing. They just called him up and told him, come and take your paintings. Really? Symbol and blame. Oh, that's why he had, he's had a outside. lot of trouble. He's had a lot of trouble trying to get those paintings outside the country each time he had an exhibition. Mm, but mm. he's managed to, here and there, I don't know how, I will not ask. <laughs> he had an exhibition in South Africa. In South Africa, he in Zavia. Kenya. I think, I don't know which other country. But you know, it's, it's, if you can smuggle a human being into South Africa, you can smuggle anything else. You can South smuggle Africa. anything across <laughs> the border, unfortunately. Uh, and then also after the coup or no coup d'etat, um, uh, and also the appointment of the new president, apparently the, according to the Zimbabwe Electrical Commission, the votes, uh, the registration votes have actually rise. Like the numbers have increased. I guess maybe people are excited or they're anticipating something or they just want to be a part of a change. Um, that's going to happen in Zimbabwe. Uh, have you registered yourself? No. Why have you still not registered? We spoke about this last week. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take a lot for me to register. You, st- you need someone to convince you why. No, you no. I don't. Need, I think. I think I need to convince myself. Right. I really need to deal with myself personally. Talking about the Minister of Change, <laughs> minding says we need to start with you, right? Yeah. I mean, but but <laughs> what point is there in the sense that? Uh, I, I'm going to register to go and for, vote for Emerson Nangako because Zanu PF is the only party in Zimbabwe that has a proven yeah, track record. Yeah. Whether bad or good, they have a proven track record. Like Everybody the ANC. else, yes, they are like the <laughs> ANC. They do not disappoint to disappoint. So that's the thing. We need to talk about the oppositions. What, where are they actually? We're actually going to touch a little bit about who that. Who are they? Yeah, who are they? But there are 75 of them, apparently. 75. I always speak like a developed person. 75. 75. And apparently, according to the Zimbabwe Electrical Commission, there's 75. Electrical. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Electro. <laughs> Electro. Electoral. Electoral. Electrical. Yes. It's cute. <laughs> the electrical, no, but electrical also have been having issues with uh, our Zimbabwe Electrical Services Authority, right? We always had issues. S- with supply services. Authority. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have issues with them all the time. So maybe that's why they're stuck in my head because mm. we can't seem to work proper without mm. them messing our lives. All right. So aliens are also aliens, which means foreigners are also um, able to vote. They just need to bring their identity and proof of residence, which is a good uh, development because these are people that been living in Zimbabwe all their lives, most of them. They should have the right to vote. But you know, do aliens have the right to vote in other countries? I should think so. If, if, if you have a, a national ID of that country, <laughs> you know, even if you came from anywhere else, mm-hmm. um, you are allowed to vote. You don't have to be born in that country. I think, I, I don't know, I need to research that point. But the name alien though. I mean, do we use alien global? Is it a global term? Yeah, it's a global term. Okay, so it's like we came it's from... It's better than Gwere Gwere. Okay, that's like, that's actually like another show. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> we need to address that mindset. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, things are not looking good for Ignatius Trombo, the former Minister of Finance. I mean, who took his work at home? Uh, he was denied bail uh, after appealing to the courts during his trial. Actually, he's being charged back to 2018 for corruption. And, uh, I mean, if we're talking about corruption, then a lot of people are going to be charged. A lot of people have to be charged. Even people who are in government right now mm-hmm. need to be charged. But Ignatius Chombo the most. Because you know, <laughs> he took his work home. Yeah, not necessarily only taking his work home. I mean, he took a lot of other people's work home. <laughs> <laughs> 
But shame, because they say that the reason cited why they denied him bail is because they said he's got good international connections, so he might actually skip the country. Meaning, if he skips the country, there's nothing that's going to be charged. No justice. And, and there's no money, maybe. That may, but they recovered I, the money, I, I, no? I don't know what Chombo did. Mm. You know, besides taking his work home, what he did. I mean, this is a man who, a while ago, mm. all his properties, when he was going through this divorce thing, and all his properties were put out there. Yeah, yeah. All his wealth was put out there. Mm. And there were no questions. He was in government. There were no questions asked about. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how do you manage to have amassed all this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no one, because I guess everyone was also having like a, a, a little hand finger tour in that. I mean, also because we were afraid of these guys, I suppose. Okay, so maybe it was fear. That's what or was maybe even from authorities, they were part and parcel of the same team. Mm, mm, so mm. no one was going to ask anybody. So if they were part and parcel of the same team, it means we're going to have more people being arrested. If actually this thing is legit, that people are going to be arrested for crimes that they committed. We should have more people being arrested. Because we can't pinpoint one person. And put in court, you mm. know, to justify... All these, you know, ill coordinated, especially in a country without money, where mm, people suffer mm. every day. Ignatius Chombo was now, after Shinamasa was now the Minister of Finance. So, and as a Minister of Finance, mm-hmm. you've got all that money at your residence. But wait, did he take this money during that short period of being Minister of Finance? That short period of being Minister of Finance. Damn. He should be my friend. <laughs> we should arrest you immediately as well. So you can be friends in jail. <laughs> no, that was just, that's, that was a very short period of time because Ch- uh, Chinamasa was the minister of what? The WhatsApp groups, right? Yes. And then he became minister of finance mm-hmm. and he looted all that money. But he'd already been looting from before that. I'm not sure where he was looting. From but... other ministries possibly. Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, he's for, he's also his, um, peer in, in prison, uh, former league leader of Zanu PF Youth League. Panga was also denied bail. Uh, with him, his the reason was that he might uh, his what did they say? They actually say that because people are very angry at him. So if he actually gets out of jail, he might be in uh, in danger. So they're actually protecting. They are protecting him in custody by keeping him in jail. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to get you <laughs> out of danger. So you are better stay here. But I mean, wh- what are they charging him for exactly? Because I'm trying to understand uh, why he has to be kept in jail for that long. Ah, well, I don't know. I mean, most of these guys are in jail for having been on the wrong side of the fence when, oh, okay. you know, the fence came down and things <laughs> like that. And but also maybe some of these charges are genuine because most of these guys were in power yes, and they were still, yes. they still had criminal a- a- exercises going on, you know, of their own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Chibanga uh, actually went in for coming out after the general Mm, yes, he put out a statement and he came out, you know, bombas, you know, <laughs> willing to die. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he should start getting paid. He should start paying for it now. Now, yeah, now, now he's there <laughs> saying, you know what? No, I, I am not willing to die for anyone now. Ah, mm-hmm. shame. I mean, Jonathan Moiseva Kasukuru, Ignatius Trombo himself and Kuzajipanga have been expelled from parliament and they shall not be by elections to fill in their post, their post. Uh, the Zimbabwe electoral, 
commission is more focused on harmonized elections. That's your presidentials, your parliamentaries, and your localized elections in 2018. So we're not replacing them. But do we really need to replace any of them? Because they're already replaced, right? No, we don't need to replace any of them. Somebody's being appointed to, you know, their jobs is concerning their constituencies where they were voted in or yes. just wait for elections. Yeah. You know, and things like that. So we just have to wait for 2018. Yeah, but it's a good thing. At least four people are gone, you know. <laughs> four people are gone. There's yeah. still a lot more. There's still a lot more, but at least four, five, six. And the cabinet is overwhelming. We still need a lot more people to step down. Yeah, we need a lot more ministers, card people checked out you know all right so join the conversation on social media platforms twitter facebook instagram make use of the hashtag gtwe5 and also tweet me at gilmore and at cliffcentral.com tell a friend be a part and let's talk zimbabwe right the political sphere is turning up and rather it's very lit, that's what we would say nowadays, you know, the young people. Talking about the opposition pre-2018 elections, one wonders where they are. I, for one, haven't seen any sort of campaigns at all. I actually have been seeing President Emerson Mnangagwa doing a lot of action in terms of campaigning towards the elections. As much as it's just fixing the government, fixing things that are not working, well, that in itself is a campaign, I think. Yeah, right? it should be. I mean, you know what Mnangagwa has done? Yeah. He's coming and said uh, he's going to campaign yeah, yeah. by doing good. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of months, but it, 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 it's sort of like a psychological campaign. Yeah, he is. You know, because that's people, a very clever strategy. Actually, a, I, I mean, Zanu PF, uh, think I had of have thought ahead of all the opposition parties with all their thinking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that they are always years, like five, ten years ahead of everybody else they are contesting against. And the and oppositions I, are just sitting and scratching. The opposition are just sitting and scratching and waiting for the what are they scratching exactly? funding from the government to go out there and start doing rallies mm-hmm. or not do rallies at all. Yeah, because they're chilling. I mean, there's been a few efforts and you see them posting pictures on uh, social media, taking selfies with taxi drivers. But I think it's more than that. Like share your, your mandate. What, what is it that you are planning to do as, um, if you come in power? I mean, who, who is there actually? Who are they? What are they to offer and what reasons do people have to vote for them? You know? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, right now, I may know a couple of opposition parties. Opposition. Mm. See, you're accusing me of English. Opposition parties. <laughs> uh, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I actually don't know them. And they've never made, uh, you know, their purpose known. That's the thing. That's except the thing. for the only thing that we've known about the opposition is okay. Some of them claim to be democratic. Yeah, the uh, moment democratic of change, right? Yes, and then also they want to get into power. Yes, but why they should be there? They are not. They are. No. What are their credentials? Mm. Even if you don't have credentials, you know, step up to me and talk to me. Convince me. me want to give you my vote. Exactly, exactly. You know? But do you actually know that there's 75 political parties that are contesting for the 2018 elections in Zimbabwe? Wow. Like I had no idea. I mean, someone from Twitter, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony said most developed countries got at most three registered parties to contest elections. Now, how the hell do we have so many contestants in Zimbabwe? It's a political joke. 
it is a political, which is where you get to see that maybe somebody is just toying with the Zimbabwean people's mm-hmm, minds mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. busy playing around with our time. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we cried for a multi-party state. They, somebody was like, you know what? We're going to give them the multi-year party state of all. <laughs> and then nothing happened. Come on. <laughs> but uh, the thing is like, also I feel there's some things that most of these oppositions were using as the, their weapons. I mean, you're talking about issues of corruption. Most of them were coming in saying, oh, we're going to re- remove corruption. Emerson Mnaga came in and was like, I'm going to deal with it. And then uh, there's the whole compensation of white farmers. There's a whole liberal for pursuing a free market. It's things that many oppositions were addressing. But now I wonder what other tools or weapons do they actually have to share this? They don't have story, stories at all to tell now. For me, I, I think first and foremost, they don't. Mm. And now uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about this compensating white farmers that uh, I, I know why Mnangagwa say that. Yes. Why but then again, actually? I mean, the support, the, the support structures is, 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 is building up with the West. Yes. With the international community. Which is why the UK is now saying we'll help Zimbabwe. Exactly. All of a sudden. But now, at the end of the day, as an, as Zimbabwean, as a, as, a, as an adequately thinking Zimbabwean, mm-hmm. this is unfair. This, this, I, 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 it's not like I don't agree with white farmers. ZANU PF should compensate white farmers. Not, not Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans. Not yeah. taxpayers. Because now, many of these white farmers were Zimbabweans as well. Yes. Who were shortchanged during the, ill practice. So it's the ruling party that needs to do that, not Yes, the people who violated Mm. these white farmers' rights Mm -hmm. are the ones who should do the compensation. You you, you get, because now no Zimbabwean was compensated for all the wrongs that have been done to us. So meaning we all need to... During Rhodes' time, and now during Zimbabwe's time, none of us have been... He hasn't hinted at any of us being compensated. If you talk about that, then the Ndebele people are also crying foul. They're saying that we still haven't had our issues addressed to us. Exactly. So, and then, the, and the Ndebele issues issue came in way, way before the white farmers issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but it know. still hasn't, hasn't been dealt. Maybe it's a, it's because they're our people. So we won't talk about it. Which is, which is where the unfairness comes in. Let's address all the issues. Let's not be selective about the issues and what issues best suit your position mm-hmm. in that presidency. Let's address all these issues that need addressing. So maybe is this not like a campaign strategy because once you say you're going to compensate white farmers, automatically the West and the Europeans will sort of like pay attention to what you're saying and they feel like, okay, we can now start working with these people because they acknowledge us the white farmers per se. I, I, I mean, exactly. I mean, for me, like I'm saying, he, it's a, he, he's got a clever plan to attract, you know, to, to, to Robert Mugabe made Zimbabwe look, look unapproachable. Mm, you mm. know, that girl that you know, if I go in, <laughs> I might just get slapped in the face for saying hi. You know, you, you didn't know with Robert Mugabe what's going on. Who's he going to tell off next? I still admire that though. <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't know, you, you don't know how to approach the guy. Yeah. Right. And Nangago is trying to dispel that, especially when it, comes to the nations internationally that have the the, the power to yes. influence this economic change is trying to bring about. Mm, mm, you know, mm. uh, uh, p- people that have power through the IMF, people that have power through the World Bank, through all these other organizations and companies and 
and and and and institutions yeah, that yeah, could yeah. actually help. So yeah. do you think this is why when he came into power, he had the acting minister of foreign affairs and the acting minister of finance? Because the minister of foreign affairs is also immediately was trying to deal with the Zimbabwean. Zimbabwe's uh, relationships with other nations. Exactly. Ah, so clever guy though. You know, yeah, he has, he's got a plan. Mm. He's got a plan, but I'm saying he should be very careful with how he says his plans out, how, how we interpret them also on the ground. Yes, yes, yes. You know, because I, I don't want to be thinking, okay, compensating white farmers, mm. which, you know, but how about compensating the rest of us? <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody needs to get something from it. You know, I also go and say, I haven't been employed for the yes. past, uh, you yes. know, 10 you years. Guys, your party <laughs> has deprived, your government has deprived me of employment. You've violated my rights. My life has been wasted. <laughs> so I need compensation. I went to school. I passed. Uh-huh. You know, I got my degree. But and suddenly no, 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 there was job. nothing to do with my degree. Mm-hmm. Compensate me. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to, we, I think we need to re-strategize and look into it more with more in-depth understanding. And, uh, I mean, the new government needs to look into it with more in-depth understanding and sort this out accordingly without just putting it out there. Cause yes. all of us will start crying and wanting our five thousands and ten thousands, not even five, maybe millions. Or we can go and ask Trombo to give us a little bit. Yeah, no, because mm-hmm. for example, I finished school in 99. Mm-hmm. In 1999. I met someone who was born in 2000, by the way. I was shocked. (laughs) In 99. Uh Right? And this is when the economy in Zimbabwe started to take a nosedive. Yeah. And everything was spiraling downwards. And today, this is how many? 18 years later. Mm -hmm. I feel 18 years of my life had been wasted. Sure. Me and a lot of other people that, you know, were getting into real life adult life at the time yeah yeah we were the sacrificial generation mm-hmm. because there's nothing for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's been nothing for us now this guy is going to come in and fix things mm-hmm. and then there's going to be something for the generation that comes in next year or the yes, year after that yes, yes, you know yes. but we were sacrificed by the so, ill measures and ill management of this government. So we had to be the sacrifice like in the Bible. Exactly. Covenant <laughs> or however Covenant. it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we spoke to Dr. Annette Mbongiwe and Mtohosis Ndebele and just asked them a few questions like, who are the opposition parties? What are they doing exactly? And this is what they had to say. First of all, I do not really like the term opposition. Uh, because the MDC has been present since 1998 and they have really impersonified the term opposition. And what we've seen over the years has been opposition for the sake of opposing. But I think now we have alternatives. We have um, young political parties like Build Zimbabwe, um, Alliance for the People's Agenda and a couple others. Um, I think these, some of them are formidable options for Zimbabweans because of the principles that they stand for. You have your, you have the movement for democratic change, uh, which was formed in 1999 uh, with the sole purpose of removing uh, President Robert Mkabe. And then it is split into a number of uh, factions, uh, some of which are MTC, led by Professor Oshman Mube, 
There is also the RTPZ led by Elton Mangoma. The one led by uh, Jobsikala, the MTC led by Jobsikala, uh, dissolved after Jobsikala went back to MTC. And then you have Joyce Mchuru's National People's Project, National People's Party, uh, also at national level, uh, vying for the presidency. And then you also have the People's Democratic Party led by... Uh, Tendaibiti, but it's also important to say international level there's, the, 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 these parties have tried to come together to form coalitions you have your, your rainbow alliance with uh, Mchuru and then you have the MTC alliance led by Tsongirai but then you find that in Mateoliland we have a number of political parties as well you have your Mtawa's liberation front you also have uh, Zapu, you have Ansa, all these parties want to take part in the in next year's election. So it's up to the people of Zimbabwe to, 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 to make wise decisions in terms of trying to understand what each political party is offering, is offering the people of, is, is offering them at the end of the day. I think that the plurality of political parties also indicates the number of challenges, of problems, uh, which these different uh, political parties represent. They also show us that the, that the, 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 the people of materialism are also very disgruntled. And then you have uh, quite a number of other smaller parties, and some, they'll start to gain traction towards the election date. I think what's holding most political, most uh, political uh, parties from getting into full-blown campaigning is that we don't have a, an election date as yet, so I need to to see what's going to happen as we go. I think these alternatives offer the people of Zimbabwe an opportunity to participate without having to have liberation uh, war credentials. And I think this is a very important aspect because right now Zimbabwe is not at war. If we were going to be fighting a major war, we would want people with experience in fighting the liberation war. But right now we have economic challenges. We have political um, polarization. We have um, a leadership crisis. And what we need right now is not liberation war credentials. These new alternative parties are offering Zimbabweans an opportunity to actually take hold of their own destinies. Young Zimbabweans, we know that Zimbabwe is constituted of over 60% young people. And this is an opportunity for the youth to actually take the seat at the table and be involved in making decisions. Very interesting. But you know, the thing is like the scary thing about voting for a devil that you don't know is that you don't know what you should expect from them. You are like basically just putting them in place because as much as we're talking about these people offering a better future for Zimbabweans, but what, where are these things? How are they sharing those with a normal citizen in Zimbabwe? How do we get access to knowing all this information? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that our media allows them to also share the information. Uh, most of our traditional media is state-owned, so there is no flighting of, of opposition parties. Uh, so largely they will rely on the internet and social media, citizen journalism and, uh, you know, 
calls from the alternative media that are not traditional. But then they can do uh, like door-to-door campaigns. They can do like street campaigns. I don't, like I don't, I don't want some messed up. I already have to deal with Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> now I have to deal with political parties that have no... Yeah, because, yeah... I, uh, as Zimbabweans, we really don't have a good experience mm, mm. with political parties, and now there's 75 of them. Dude. You know, that, that sort of like confuses people even more. I think people have wanted simple things. For example, yes, yes. Uh, uh, um, mentions that MTC was formed with the sole purpose of removing Robert Mkabe. But then now that Robert Mugabe is not there, what's the way forward? Like, they what is it They are now purposeless, you know. That's they, a problem. That's why they are now splitting into multi-fragments. And, <laughs> they confuse you know, us. Defragmenting. They're defragmenting. <laughs> they see it as a defragmenting process. I, I think also being an opposition party or political party is not about removing the person in power, but it's actually about bringing, offering better solutions to the country. Exactly. And that's what most of them have not been sharing with us right now. That's the problem with most of the oppositions. Their focus is on the seat of the presidency. It yes. is not on the well-being of the people of Zimbabwe. So it's, it's the wrong thing. We're it's going totally back to the 1980s. Misplaced. It's totally, totally misplaced at the end of the day. You know, cause at the end of the day, somebody else gets into power and we still have the same problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We still are going through the same shitty thing. Just th- that's basically as much as our our war of liberation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was very necessary and the right thing at that time. It yes. should even come earlier. What we faced was a scenario where once these guys came into power, mm-hmm. they focused on the seat of power. They focused on removing roads and putting them yeah, in yeah. and really didn't put a lot. They, they tried they to begin with, mm-hmm. but I think they were just carrying on systems that roads are in place. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and suddenly somewhere down the line we began to see them for who they really were. Yeah, banners yeah. and looters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, the thing is also the way these uh, opposition leaders or Contestants are acting. It's really, really, it's messed up because you look at people like uh, Vimbai Mushaburi. I don't know if you still remember. She's the one who was talking a lot uh, during the whole um, seven days, the last week uh, of the seven days, and then she was filmed vandalizing the former president's, uh, former president Robert Mugabe's portrait at a private property, the Mikos. And then now that, how does that then? What does it say of her and to us? I know she's human, but I mean, to go to that extent in a public space. No, you, you already see the kind of people you would be voting for in the sense that some people, you know, lead their lives. They are human beings. They lead their lives. But that should tell you whether you want such a, just like you see that woman, uh, uh doing what she did, vandalizing yes. this, this and that. And the next thing she's going to be a child's teacher at school. I wouldn't want that from a Never. child. Never. So <laughs> now what more in a leadership position? She'll be vandalizing everything you if she's know, angry. <laughs> if, 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 yeah, if she's going to be like that, you know, uh, she should be free to express herself. Mm-hmm. But then again, within the confines of the law, mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. violate somebody else's constitutional right while yeah. expressing yours. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sort of scenario, which is what we need to learn in Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need to start working on it now because we don't want to be- go back to the colonialization, right? That's the right word. I don't know what you want to say. Colonial days, oh, to yes, say. We don't yes. want to go back there because, I mean, we, we, I think we have done a good job in just emancipating black people in Zimbabwe. 
we've done a good job. We've in, done a good job. I mean, Zimbabwe is very, very, very up there when it comes to emancipating. But I, like I mentioned before, we need a psychological emancipation. <laughs> Starting with everybody you. <laughs> in 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 Africa in the world mm. is free in Zimbabwe, freer than in many other countries exactly. in the world. But now, uh, now we need especially a mind shift for Zimbabweans. We need that. For their value systems and all that, you know, to, for us to be able to evaluate mm. and know what is important, what to put first above what. Exactly. You know. Right. So you know that today is actually World AIDS Day, the 1st of December. The 1st of December is World AIDS Day. Yeah. So World AIDS Day, we just encourage everybody to just take care of themselves. Just go get tested or do something. Just know your status, but at the same time, be cautious of how you indulge in sexual activities. Be protected all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. And make sure you don't Especially cheat on young your wine. Men, young men like you who are very energetic and out there, you know, when it comes good to the, the women. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about HIV and AIDS, here is Five Minutes with Sugar, which is a drama series that explores on how young people within the African continent are getting exposed to HIV and AIDS. Five Minutes with Sugar. Welcome to MTV Sugar Down South. This is Femi's story. Sheila, I miss her more than she knows. My woman is incredible. She could have anyone she wants, but she chose me. I'm HIV positive. She's not. Let's just say it hasn't been an easy ride, but here we are. More in love than ever. Hello, beautiful. Hey, sexy. How you doing, baby? Nothing much, babe. The usual. Oh, baby, what's wrong? Nothing much, baby. I, I miss home. You know, I can come over and I can sort you out. You know, it's not good for a guy to go so long without. I know, but <laughs> babe, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm. So you don't want me to come? Me? No, no. Uh-uh. How can you say that? <clears throat> get the posters out of my car. Uh, I- I'm gonna call. Yeah, you know how you get, baby. So I just, wow, so just trying to. She's pretty. Where do you find all of these beautiful women? I came to South Africa for my career, but ultimately, it's all for Sheila. I want to marry her and hopefully start a family someday. I can't imagine my life without her. It should be enough, right? It would be if it wasn't for Star. Damn, she's my boss's wife and hot as hell. I want to stay away from her. I really do. But that smile, that voice. Go fetch me the poster, really. Like, that's what I came here to do in South Africa, to fetch your posters. Oh, I thought you were Rakim. Ah, no, I'm just, um, I'm just fetching this for him. You get used to him, you know, being... Oh, rude? <laughs> no, I can never get used to that, trust me. Did you get my message? The <sighs> storm. You see, your husband, Rakim, mm-hmm. is my boss. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a girlfriend. I have a cheating husband, and you, you have a girlfriend 7,000 kilometers away. 6,799 <laughs> kilometers, actually. Did you delete it? Sorry, keep it. Might come in handy seeing that your girl is 6,799 kilometers away. 
I just have to keep my eye on the price. But Joe Bug makes a fickle mistress. I am so lonely. And Storm knows this. She just want that pull on a low, low. She want a sausage I gave for cheese, bro. Sometimes the path you choose splits. Where are you gonna go? Left? Right? I feel like two beasts are wrestling for my soul. And I am not sure which one will win. So what you having? Uh, I'm okay. No, I don't drink. So. Can I interest you in anything else? Uh, no, I'm okay. In fact, I just want to read these papers. But don't be such a bore for me. My husband just ditched me. You, of all people, should know what it feels like to be alone and lonely. How's your girlfriend, by the way? It's fine, actually. Um, I've had to miss her a lot. <sighs> Try being lonely when the one you love is right here. Yeah, it's been such an idiot. You're so sweet. If you don't do this, how can we make him look good? You know what? I, I can't do this. We have to stop. I gotta go. Um, Sonny, we need each other. You just the wrong girl. You know what? Maybe it's no Rakim that's the problem. I thought I could make the stump business disappear. Pretend it never happened. I just needed Sheila here with me in Joburg. That was the answer. Sheila, my safe space. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. I saw your missed call. Mm-mm, missed call. So are you avoiding me? Never. Maybe come visit, please. Oh, so now you want me to come. What's going on? I miss you. I need you here. Mm, that's how I'll come over and you leave me at home while you go to work, babe. Babe, I don't know. Okay, I promise. I'm going to take you everywhere. Everywhere, I promise. I'm getting in this thing. Going off that drink. These girls don't shed like me. I thought I had everything figured out. But before I knew it, everything was messed up. Everything I had worked so hard for, it all came back and beat me hard in the butt. What makes you think that you can hit on my wife? Hmm? What? I, 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 hey, don't even start with me. She told me everything about you giving her wine, telling her you're lonely. Oh, what, are you telling me my wife's a liar now? No, no, I'm not. But I... Listen to me very carefully. This is the last time I'm going to tell you. I did not hire you to go after my wife. So don't mess with me, Femi. Yeah. Hmm, that's how it goes. But I can fix this. Just as long as Sheila never finds out. This is the Gilmore Tea Vibe on Cleve Central. Let's keep the conversation going on all social media platforms by making use of the hashtag GTWE Vibe. I am the Global Citizen and my name is Gilmore Tea. Until next week, same time, same place. Enjoy the rest of your day or weekend. Happy, happy. <laughs> Let's talk Zim. This is CliffCentral.com.